Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Christians in My Soup, a weekly podcast by one of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people. Proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. This week I'm returning to sharing some more random memories from the last 40 plus years of being one of God's peculiar people. Now you may recall a couple of weeks back that I talked about the very first Scripture Union summer camp that I went to and the fact that it took place at Redmaid's boarding school in Bristol. So this week I want to share some of the memories that I have from that time. My first memory of that week is being taken up to the dormitory room that I was to share with around about 10 to 15 other young boys. I remember walking into the room and seeing these cubicle-like areas, one of which was to be my home for the next seven days. My first thought as I looked around the room was one of, I am really glad my parents haven't sent me to one of these places. However, knowing that this was only to be a temporary place of rest, I unpacked my things and went to join the rest of the campers. In terms of what took place during that week, sadly I don't have too many memories of the spiritual program. However, two of the activities that took place will forever hold a place in my mind. The first was one of the biggest games of battleships I've ever taken part in. You see, outside the main house was a vast field. We were all asked to meet in the middle of this field and then divided into four teams. When that was done, the teams were sent one to each corner of the field. When we were there, a piece of wool was tied loosely around our wrist and we were told to wait for the whistle. Once the whistle had blown, all four teams were to charge into the middle of the playing field and try and rip as many of the pieces of wool off other teams as they possibly could, without any fighting of course. If you lost your piece of wool from around your wrist, you needed to return to your corner for a fresh piece before re-entering the fray. Once your team had run out of pieces of wool in the corner, if you then lost your piece of wool, you returned to your corner and stayed there. And of course the last team with anyone with a piece of wool tied around their wrist was the winner. Now, I love playing games, and a wide game such as the one I've just outlined was fantastic fun. But the next activity I remember wasn't an officially organised one. You see, just on the edge of the field was about a dozen steps that led down to beneath the field, to a pathway that proceeded forward about five yards or so, before turning left into a pitch black tunnel that stretched back probably around about 100 to 150 feet. Not much exciting there, you'd think, and in fact you'd probably be right, at least initially. But I very soon became aware that my fellow campers were fairly regularly crowding around the top of those steps. Intrigued, I took the opportunity to wander across and find out what all the fuss was about. What I discovered was that one at a time the campers were challenging each other to go down the steps, turn the corner and walk as far down this pitch black passageway as they possibly could before becoming too scared and coming back into the light. Now, when you're 9 or maybe 10 years old, walking into somewhere that has absolutely no light whatsoever, especially when you're used to mum and dad leaving the landing light on when you go to bed, was a huge deal. 
but not wanting to look like a scaredy cat in front of my contemporaries, I decided to take up the challenge myself. Now, I've got to be honest at this point and say that my memories of my very first attempt I simply can't access anymore. However, I do remember fairly clearly the point at which I overcame my fears and got to the very end of that tunnel. And with one hand touching the wall at the far end, I took my torch out of my pocket and shone it back up the tunnel to prove to the others that I'd actually made it. In all honesty, I'm not sure even to this day who was the more elated that I'd actually managed to conquer my fears. My contemporaries, who while they cheered and clapped when I walked back along the tunnel, didn't seem overly enthusiastic as I was now just one of a number of people who'd also managed to conquer their fears. Or myself, who was not only delighted to have conquered my fear of the dark, but was also experiencing one of the biggest senses of relief I can ever remember, getting back out of that pitch black tunnel alive. You know, as I relive those memories today, I'm reminded that even at the grand old age of 50, there's still plenty in my life that holds a great deal of fear for me. Fear of what the future holds, fear of financial security, and not least, fear of dying. Now, I'm sure the first two that I've mentioned there are things that most of us at some time or another have held some fear of, but that last one, the fear of dying, that perhaps seems something of a strange one for a Christian to hold any fear of, but let me explain what I mean. You see, I've often said that dying terrifies me, but death itself holds no fear for me whatsoever. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that the method of my passing from this earthly life to glory at the appointed time scares me to death. For example, I'm a claustrophobic, so fear of being in enclosed spaces or even fear of just feeling enclosed is a huge issue for me. Thus, the thought of drowning to death or any other form of dying that involves that sense of feeling trapped is hugely scary for me. But death itself? No, that holds no fear for me whatsoever. Why? Because I have a guaranteed future with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So what I can say with confidence is that while the practicalities of this earthly life, uncertainties about the future and so on, can be a little scary and can hold some fear for us, the fact that Christ went willingly to the cross to die for my sins, to buy the forgiveness from God that I don't deserve by paying the price that God demanded, gives me all the guarantees I need for a future with him. Which means that I can say with absolute confidence that while dying scares the life out of me, death itself holds no fear for me whatsoever. As it says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51 and following, but let me tell you something wonderful, a mystery I'll probably never fully understand. We're not all going to die, but we are all going to be changed. You hear a blast to end all blasts from a trumpet, and in that time you look up and blink your eyes. It's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of their graves, beyond the reach of death, never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we'll all be changed. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable. This mortal replaced by the immortal. Then the saying will come true. Death swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word, eh, Death? Hey, Death, who's afraid of you now? And that's all for this week. As always, my thanks for listening, and please do share the show on your own social media feeds and with your churches, your friends and your families. You can find Christians in My Soup on Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe and never miss an episode. You could also do us a favour and leave us a review there too. 
We're on Anchor, our brand new server, where you can now catch up with every episode of Christians in My Soup from the very start. We're also on Facebook at Christians in My Soup and Twitter at Sims2019. And you can email the show at Christians in My Soup, or one word, Christians in My Soup at hotmail.com. Next week on the show, I'll be sharing another memory from my childhood visits to Greatwood Camp. But until then, take care of yourselves, and God bless you all. <laughs>